It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, good evening, Simon Marcel here. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I hope you had a good weekend. I want to start the show by a simple question. Have you ever written a love letter? I ask you that question because I put it actually on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. I love to put questions for you to vote on. And it's interesting. 91% of you said yes. And only 9% of you said no, I have never written a love letter. And I'm glad because, you know, when I said love letter, I don't mean a text, I don't mean an email, but a pure love letter. And I'm a romantic and I love the old school love letters, and I'm part of the 91%. So that is wonderful. We're going to talk love. I'm going to take your questions. So call me, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. David, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, David. How can I help you? I'm hoping you can help me figure out how to tell my girlfriend to put her phone down. Okay, explain. Well, we've been seeing each other for about three months. And she's great. I'm really into her. But lately, when she comes over or we're hanging out and I'm talking to her, I can't even get eye contact because she's buried in her phone. She's always looking at Instagram or Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what to say about it without sounding like a jerk. Okay. Uh, but David, like at the beginning, first date, second date, and all the first you know, 10 dates, was she not looking at her phone at all? Uh, she did. But I guess I didn't really pay attention. Okay. Because everybody has a phone, everybody looks at it. Um, but I don't know, lately it has seemed like it's been a lot more. Okay. Okay. Um, so basically you feel she's not paying attention to you enough. That, I guess that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I feel like we're not really in the same room. I see. I have a, a, a suggestion for you, and you tell me if you like it. Next time you're talking to your girlfriend, and she's looking at her phone, and, and um, you feel like she's not paying attention or listening to you, Stop talking. Enter silence until she's going to stop and say, why you stop talking? And that will give you an open door to say, because you never listen to me, because I need a little bit of your attention. So it's very easy to do. Tomorrow, guys come home, you're talking, she's looking at her phone, stop in the middle of a sentence. And do not start again until she said, what's going on? Why did you stop talking? That opens the window for the conversation. Don't do it in a... Do it in a soft tone. Always, you know, talk to your girlfriend in a soft tone, but explain to her that you think it's like very lonely for you to be with somebody who maybe uh, prefers to be with the phone than you. And then you ask her jokingly, do you prefer maybe the company of the phone than mine? And then it's okay, but I need to know this. All right. That seems reasonable. All right, David. Good luck to you. I think it will work. I've done it before, so it worked for me. That's my strategy, my go-to when that happens. Okay, all right. Thank you. Good luck to you and have a good night. You too. We got to talk a little more about the phone and our relationships. That's next. Have you ever seen your partner paying more attention to his or her phone than to you? Literally. And I mean, you know, whether you've been married for 20 years, maybe you just dated for five months or three, like David just called me, you know, you start seeing your partner. Really, you're talking to no one. And then another thing that I've noticed, which really upsets me, is even on a first date sometimes, there are people who, as you're talking, they take their phone and they go, uh-huh, uh-huh, and they're not paying any attention to you. Barely you hear, uh-huh, once in a while. So I don't, have you been in that situation? I, I really, or is it me only and David? I think 
I think more people now facing this situation. And it's kind of an addiction. It's true. I am the first one to say sometimes I spend too much time on my phone. But there are a couple rules that we should enforce when it comes to our relationships and the cell phone. Let me share with you my rules and then you can decide if you like them or not. That's next. So here are my rules when it comes to dating and my cell phone and my girlfriend's cell phone. Number one rule, when we go to dinner, when we go to a restaurant, when we go for lunch or even tea and toast, we both put our phones on the table face down. Why? So we don't constantly spend time peeking at the phone, you know, flash news and messages, text this, that. So then we can have a normal conversation and forget about the rest of the world and just be together. Number one. Number two, don't make your partner feel alone and feel like you're actually dating your cell phone, right? I think at some point, I've seen that, maybe I'm guilty of that too, but I feel we spend too much time wondering what our phone is saying than what our partner is saying. That has to stop. And finally, really, when it comes to the romantic and the ooh put your phone down, face down. I mean, we need a little bit of concentration. And I feel the phone is invading our ooh space. Those are my rules. You call the next 855-905-8255. You have a love story you want to share? You call me. Flora, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Flora. Welcome to The Rendezvous. You want to share a love story with us? Yes. Go ahead. Um, I met my husband when we were children, um, and we grew up in the same uh, city. We knew each other. Our families knew each other very well, but um, we never, you know, like dated or anything. Um, We got older. He um, went away. He went overseas for college. And so I, I mean, I went for a period of like almost six years not seeing him. And he had all these plans to move to China uh, for his job and um, came home to visit his family. And we reconnected over the summer. And um, our bond and our our passion for each other was so strong that he um, changed all of his plans and stayed home in the States um, with me, and we've been together about um, 15 years now. Wow. Do you know the, the the extraordinary part is, you know, some people meet their mate, like say, in school, some people meet their mate at 50, some people meet their mate at 40, 30. You guys you know, met at first, you're like children, and look at the life you have. Yeah. That is wonderful. Flora, thank you so much for sharing that story, and congratulations to both of you. Oh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Have a good night. You too. Would you change your whole life if you met somebody you fell in love with, I mean your whole life. We'll talk about that next. Think about it. If today you were single and you met somebody that made you feel like, like uh, ooh la la, like the love of my life is just in front of me, would you change your whole life? Would you change country? Would you find another job? Would you take the risk of all risk just because you felt in your heart and your intuition that it was the right person that was for you. That's what, I mean, that's what we were talking with Flora. I would just share her love story. It, I think that knowing that life is so short, and if you are single and you haven't yet met that true love in your life, would you be willing to take a risk knowing nothing is sure, that nothing is guaranteed? It's not like when you go to a store and they say, you know, satisfied or guaranteed. Nothing like that when it comes to love. It satisfies but not guaranteed. Not even reimbursed. So, would you take that risk? I'm going to answer what I would do 
next. Let's say you're single. Let's say you meet the person that makes your heart go crazy. You want to, you want to be with that person for the rest of your life. You don't know them very much, but you feel it's the one. Would you give up everything, your job, uh, you know, your country maybe, go on the other side of the world? And I mean in reason, not the next day, but over time. Would I do it? Hmm. Well, I can do it because I could do the radio show from anywhere. So for me, it's easier to say yes than probably for you. But I feel because we live only once and who doesn't dare doesn't live, that if you can make it happen, you should. It's better to have regrets than never have taken a chance. So I would. In the right moment. That's my take. I don't know if you would. Actually, I'm going to put a poll on my Instagram about this. You call the next 855-905-8255. In English, 855-905-8255. Jamie, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jamie. What is going on tonight? Okay, so I have like this issue. I met this guy at a party that I really like, but he's like 20 years older than me. Uh-huh. And that's kind of like the problem. Like my friends think that he's like too old and that it'll be like gross. I don't know. But I'm, I'm excited. I think he's cool and I'd really like to see him. And he likes me. But yeah, we're both, even him, he's kind of like, I don't know about the age difference. So I was just kind of wondering what you think. Okay. Uh, Jamie, how old are you? I am 32. And he's 52? Yes. Well, I think that you both adults, you both have you know, no one to answer to. You both feel what you feel, and I think you should go with it. I think truly, um, if you're on the same page when it comes to lifestyle, number one, so... You know, like the way you live, like you not go to clubs all the time and he doesn't. You guys feel that's the case, that you're on the same lifestyle? Yeah, yeah, we do. Like, I'm not a big partier. Okay. We're kind of like at a friend's, like a common friend's house for that party, yeah. And the second thing is about the kids. Do you think that he wants kids and you want kids? You guys have discussed this and you just both don't want kids. Oh, no, we have not discussed that. But, like, I don't really care necessarily if I have kids, so it's kind of up to him. Like, I'm kind of easy breezy on that. Well, then, Jamie, of course, then here's the thing. Your friends maybe are either jealous because you have a very mature man. Maybe, you know, he's more stable than others. I don't know. But don't listen to anybody else but your intuition. You are an adult woman. You have no one to answer. Not society. No one else but you, your heart, and your intuition. So go for it, and I wish both of you well and wonderful things. Thank you so much, Simon. You are most welcome. Age doesn't matter when we are adults, plain and simple. No one should tell us what to do when it comes to love for two adults, period. Thank you. All right, good luck to you, Jamie, and have a good night. What do you think of age difference in relationships? Let's talk about that more. What do you think of age difference when it comes to relationships? Is there one you say, oh, that's too much. I could never date that guy or that girl because it's just 10 years is my max, 20 years is my max, 30 years is my max, 40 years is my max. I mean, once we're adults, I'm talking about strictly while we're all adults, is there an age difference that you think is impossible or should never happen? So I think that age difference is just an age if you're on the same page for lifestyle and kids. 
because nothing is forever. Remember, at the end, there's an expiration date. No matter what, one of us is going to go away before the other one. That's always like that. So if you met somebody who was 20 years or 30 years, either older than you or younger than you, could you date them? Let's talk about that next. How much of an age difference could you accept or enjoy when it comes to dating somebody? I think because I was raised by parents who've been married for 55 years and who have a 17 years of age difference and I've been told all my life by my mom and dad, age doesn't matter with adults. You love who you love. You have no one to answer. Love is beautiful among adults, period. But I personally think that it depends on the person, honestly. I think it's nobody's business who we date when we are adults. Love who you love with all your heart. That's my take on this. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, just call me. 855-905-8255. Alana, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alana. Welcome to The Rendezvous. What's going on? Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, I've been going on some uh, dates with some guys just very early on, kind of feeling things out, you know, and um, I am wondering um, uh, what to do about paying the check. I, For me, I like to go Dutch, split the check evenly on the first date. I think it sets up some balance from the very beginning. There's no expectations. And I've had some kind of weird reactions from guys when I try to do that. And so I'm, I'm wondering what guys really feel about, you know, the idea of splitting the check and like, is that like, okay, like what, maybe they can yeah. <laughs> help me shed some light on whether this okay. is weird or not. <laughs> sure, Alana. Sure. I mean, really, when a man usually takes you out on a date, paying the bill is part of the old school way of doing things. And it's also to show he's interested in you, right? So it's the first sign that he can take care of you. It's the first sign of, of I've worked hard to take you out to a nice restaurant. It's the first sign of I'm interested in you. When you go Dutch, meaning you decide to split the bill equally, the man may feel rejected. Like, you're not, you know, at this stage, you're not really interested. You're just like doing it like with friends. So the reason why sometimes men may feel like put off by this behavior is maybe they feel, oh, I don't have a a chance with her or or she's not really interested or, you know. So, but I like your approach. If you feel more comfortable doing it, do it. Alana, I think there's nothing wrong with it, especially among younger people. I, I don't think I've let anybody, even my mother, pay for me in the last 30 years. So I'm old school. That's the way I live. That's the way I've been educated by my father. And I make a fit if you want to insist to pay. But, but my advice to you, Elena, is understand some men do feel rejected. Like, oh, really, I, you know, don't take me for granted. It's not because you're paying that I'm interested. But if you feel like it, do it. Cool. Thank you. All right, Elena. Good luck to you and have a good night. Thanks for your call. Thank you. You too. Stay with me. More of The Rendezvous next. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous tonight. Thank you for sharing, and I mean it, all the love stories, by the way, that uh, you have experienced. It really is important for me and my show because every day in all this crazy world we live in, when I hear your love stories, I just feel better. And I think we all do. Because every day somewhere, someone is saying I love you to somebody else. And I want to hear that sound. 
I want to imagine what it's like. I want to remember the visual of all of this. And so thank you, thank you for sharing your love stories. And also thank you for trusting me with your relationship questions. It means the world to me. I'll be back tomorrow. If you miss me, always check out my latest podcast at therendezvousshow.com. True stories about relationship. And we all learn from them. So check it out, therendezvousshow.com, la confession. Have a good night. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.